Hey pals, today we are a little bit tipsy and it's a tough time of year for us, but in a weird way, I think you'll have some fun listening to our sad conversation while we have a little bit of uh, uh, beverage. What we're talking about is reflection on something that a friend of ours, Heather, kind of points out, and that is there's something very unsettling about our chapter five. It's not really our version of chapter five. It's chapter five, full stop, of the Tao Te Ching. Um, and it's this, this, this line. The cosmos is unbiased, treating living things like straw dogs. A sage is unbiased, treating people like straw dogs. That, at, at some point, made me want to go back in and polish it up. We think that that's really what's, what's there, but you have to be able to kind of stick with it for a second and let it be unsettling for a moment to realize that in many ways, this chapter is an uncomfortable key to a lot of what's going on in the Tao Te Ching, which uh, Stacy and I put together as a paraphrase. It is out uh, on Amazon. You can find it there. Uh, and we are so glad you're with us today. Sydney is going to check in with us, and we're going to have a little bit of fun. We go off on tangents, but that's, uh, I think, something if you just relax with us, you'll have a good time. Let's go. So one of our friends had asked us about straw dogs. Straw dogs being chapter five. Chapter five of the Tao Te Ching. Very uncomfortable passage. It was something that we spent a lot of time and thinking about and trying to figure out, like, how do we um, translate this? Because at one point, we even talked about uh, sidewalk uh, chalk drawings. Yeah. So we said um, that the, and this is the, 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 the passage in question, chapter five, the cosmos is unbiased, treating living things like straw dogs. A sage is unbiased treating people like straw dogs. The atmosphere is like a bellows. Wind blows through seeming emptiness. It stokes fires, but never runs out of breath. Yet when blowhards talk, everyone gets exhausted. It's best to embrace silence. We basically have the same translation, but inserted sidewalk chalk drawings. Why did we do that? Well, because we knew it was art that was created that was temporary and that it just took maybe a little dew in the morning or rain or whatever, you know, sprinklers, you know, uh, we were in Irvine at the time. There was lots of sprinklers. So it was the idea of taking all this time to create this art, knowing it was super temporary. Sydney, explain to our friends here, we lived in this alleyway with a roof over it. It was a million dollar alleyway. We were renting it, but behind it was this universe of Irvine. How, how to, to somebody who's never been there, Sydney? What, what is this? So space? I mean, this whole area. I mean, it's basically a college town, usually for affluent UCI. parents to send their kids to UCI, or even 
IVC that they lived in Orange County or and they're going to Concordia. the local community <laughs> yeah. college or whatever. Yeah, but it's the college town that you don't realize is like um, the most suburban, town. sleepiest place. Um, ironically, I actually felt less safe walking around there than I do when I'm in LA or now living in Portland because I was like, if I scream right now, no one's going to hear me and no one's going to go out of their house. Um, we had one next door thing come up when we lived at Irvine and it was like a guy on his skateboard who was skateboarding around and like assaulting women in the night. And because it was so sleepy and everyone goes to bed at seven 30 and everything's all locked up and no one goes outside, let alone knows their neighbor's name or cares if they hear something suspicious to check it out. It would be like, you know, more of a scary thing to be just attacked by this random because you're in the middle of what's, um, well, this is a, a whole thing. Just go, um, go for it. Okay, so in Irvine, one of the things that Augie learned through working in the restaurant industry, working with a lot of um, Latin American, Mexican people, um, he learned about this phenomenon in Irvine. So Irvine is one of the safest cities in the world, right? Crime rate is up on the charts of like, I think it's like top 10 cities that safest are the safest yes. yeah, to live in. Very important. And part of that is actually because if you get um, picked up in Irvine on a, a drug charge or even a traffic offense or whatever, they will drop you off in another place HB. to keep statistics low. Well, they have, the, and they have their own Santa police Anna department. Is a big one. Yeah. Their completely own police department. Irvine, right. as a city, has its own police department. I just want to reiterate yeah. that because it's crazy. <clears throat> By the way, and some of these police, but just to interject, <laughs> two of them waited while me and my youngest were trying to take a jacuzzi, and somebody reported us for smelling like weed. <laughs> Which, which is something which that I would even suspect, weed. but I would suspect myself of doing it. But it was a straight up profile. Like it I was look, profiling. Like, this guy I'm like, has I long do hair live here. <clears throat> so if I wanted, weed. I mean, I wouldn't smoke weed in my in my landlord's house. Well, <clears throat> I wouldn't like smoke anywhere teenager, that I'm not yeah. supposed to. Exactly. But I'm definitely, if I did have a choice between smoking weed in my landlord's house. And smoking weed in a jacuzzi in front of, like, nosy Karens. I'm definitely doing it in the landlord's house. Right. And so one thing that, um, you know, Ari was telling me the story because he had a, a coworker who was Mexican who worked with him. Who he literally got pulled over and profiled for, like, a bullshit traffic offense, and they searched the whole car. Like, it was literally, like, speeding or something, but then it turned into him searching the whole car and whatever. And he hadn't done anything wrong. They arrest him. They drop him off in the middle of Santa Ana, which is, like, without his car, and they just stranded him in the middle of there just to fuck with him. Wow. Sydney, I want to I want to lay on you some stuff that I feel bad like if it doesn't go the right way here. But sure. um, uh, you do know that you're like indigenous and Latina, and you were driving a Subaru with surf stickers. Yeah, so it's funny. It's <laughs> like you don't you don't ever talk about yourself as like oh yeah being well, in this so like that's situation. That's something very funny about my specific situation. <laughs> so now I will tell that story because I am Latina and I'm half Spanish and Mexican. But like so. I got pulled over. Augie and I bought this Subaru from a Mexican surfer dude. Really nice guy. <laughs> he's a wonderful guy. Um, he's awesome. And 
we had a surf sticker on the back that said Katine Surf Shop. Which, by the way, was just up like a block from us after Augie died when we were at the yeah. Seal Beach place. Like we had yeah. to see that. That was very strange. But it keep was going, sorry. cosmically weird. But very yeah, weird. so as things tend to be. He pulled me over, and at this time, I did not renew my license. I had like a three-year gap where I didn't renew my license. Sometimes I lost we're anarchists. My license on my twenty-first birthday, and then I was like, eh, you know. Have Stacey you not came had your license like, since twenty-one? I have your passport, and so yeah, I since I was twenty-one, I did long? not have my license, and I was like, so eh, I don't need it. I can buy alcohol with this passport that Augie's <laughs> mom gave me. That's great, and so I just never got around to it, and I was very busy lady and also you know in love and happy so that wasn't i wasn't trying to go to the dmv (laughs) was it the seed so i get literally profiled and pulled over and i'll never forget as soon as i roll down the window because i'm light-skinned i'm like why passing and i think you were wearing your um managerial outfit from albertson's my albertson's manager card (laughs) uniform and I'll never forget the look on his face when he was just in shock. And he almost instantly apologized to me. He was like, oh, like he was visibly shocked. I think based off of my appearance, I think he was expecting some stoner dude or somebody who wasn't white. Well, this and is then, the offense. This is the offense. I me, think you talked a little too white for him to get on your case. Yeah, to me or to him, I just seemed like some like oh, white person. I, I was going to fuck with some Mexican guy or with right. a, a stoner hippie right. and that wasn't what he thought was happening and now you know, you're the high school I, daughter of probably somebody important on the mayor's this time. so I'm cabinet. like I start crying because I'm like oh I don't have my license this is serious and he's like uh, no I'm so sorry and he, he wrote down his name and his number on a police card and he gave it to me and he smiled and he said if your boss gives you any trouble today just tell her to give me a call. I'll explain everything. Oh. Right? Literally sends me off with like a, I'm sorry I'm late card for my work. Ta-ta. And, I, and then also what was really alarming to me was the whole reason he pulled me over was he claimed that my back left brake light was out. I went home that day and Stacy, I had Stacy check my brake lights because I was like, I didn't know that was out. Can you check it? And they were fine. They were fine. And no one can. So prove he made that up. That he, he literally had up. to make up a, a bullshit a reason to have had justification for pulling me over, yeah. and it wasn't even true. He was right. he was bored. He needed to show that he wasn't just eating donuts. Yeah. Listen, that was very this disturbing. Is, so this is the funny part. Like, so if so, basically, all they have to do is they can racially pro- profile people, they can culturally profile people. And they call it probable cause, right. but it's bullshit. And all they have to do is then when they see that, oh, you're like, you're probably like the daughter of an important like white like person in town and I made a mistake and uh, you're just like working. Like, I, they I, apologize I swear, and they <clears throat> send me with a late note. I think that they thought that you're a responsible daughter of somebody important in town. Yeah. And that that dad was so responsible that he like dunked your head under the ice water if you were talking back and also made sure you got a managerial job at the, at yes. the grocery store, right? That's like, exactly you're what an they thought. A plus, you're an A plus daughter, right? They were like, I'd probably go to the strip club <laughs> with her dad. It's cool. <laughs> oh, Ouch. Oh, yeah. So, so, but the point is, then they give you the card and they act really nice. So you're not really incentivized to like report him. What are you going to do? What are you going to call? You're going to call his boss and say like, he like 
said sorry and gave me his card and a love note, he's not going to get in trouble. They don't sometimes get in trouble for shooting people, right? Yeah. Like, so you can, really, okay. Yeah. I will say this too, by the way. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not one person that usually like, I don't know. I, I don't put too much stock in like, Usually what car I'm driving, it's just like, okay, it's a car that gets me from Unless point A Unless it's a Delica, that's B. some sexy beast. Of course. What I, what I am saying is, is that I have fully, I have fully become aware of. Oh yeah. How people treat how you. How you get treated based on what you're driving because. Oh yeah. We've had. Uh, we've so many ha- different vehicles. Pri- yes. You guys buy our Prius. We're going to buy two um, we, Honda had, Ruckuses. We've had a Prius. And. Rain we still have a Prius. Um, we've had the Delica. We've had the truck camper. Oh, yeah. We've had what we called uh, the Big Red Ugly or whatever. Oh, yeah. The Brew. So the Brew is a truck that Jeff got for, what, like $2,000 on Craigslist or All something All thanks like that. to Mom, by the way, because we were just going to try to move shit up and down. We didn't even want to drive it anywhere. But it was not yeah. meant to be driven. It was like get the cheapest truck that we can have so that we could put, basically, literally we bought it for this. We bought a shed to put on our ranch, but we couldn't get the shed down. This is before we had the, <clears throat> the Ford, the, the Way camper before. truck. Yeah. Before the camper truck, but we had the property, our property, uh, the San Diego in the San Diego area, the, the, the road down to it was so like narrow and there was like willow branches and all sorts of beautiful trees, but you couldn't get like a super big truck down there. Right. So, so the delivery truck, truck comes up. We had to buy a truck. But plus to we, were, we were And going, we wanted to move stuff like we were goats. We be moving stuff. And, and chickens. All, you know, so it doesn't make sense. We had dreams, sense. friends. It we had like dreams before. To have like a farm, moving trucks a farm or, truck. Or, yeah, you know? exactly. It was cost efficient. And so then eventually when Augie and I moved out into our own studio apartment, um, we got, we resold this truck at a way lesser price. And then, we drove this thing around, and I had never driven a truck before. I'm like five two small lady, but when I was driving this truck, like people would move out of the way. Yeah, I love the and brew. I had one little ins- parking incident where I scraped the side, and so that really made them move out of the way. Now they were like, "There's rust scratch they on the side." Care. I'm putting my blinker on. They're like hopping two lanes over, right? Well, when I drive the Prius, people speed up, don't let me over, cut me off, flip yeah. me off, yeah. honk at me, like give me mean faces. Yep, yep. So different. I, so different. I, I get I, nervous of our baby. Baby Guan driving the Prius just because of the <sighs> negativity. Because also Baby Guan drives out to a, like just every two miles you go east. Like 20, 30 minutes away. The, it's just, there's like a couple times there's some like, um, there's some like Confederate flags. And so, you know, like you just want to like stay like farther from that. And Which is also really bad in Huntington to the Beach, Rambler. Costa Mesa, Newport area as well. Uh, but I mean, yeah, definitely in Oregon and, you know, Portland's like a little safe utopia, but there's a lot of other places that. It's so funny because like literally we've driven in a lot of places. We go to San Francisco with the Prius and it's golden. Like we get let they'll in. They'll move. We'll, they'll part the Red Sea. All the yeah. pedestrians back. The, at least well, it, when the Prius first came out. Yeah, that was you we know, were years gods. ago. But anyway, it's just, it it matters <laughs> where you're at. It matters what car you're driving. I'm just saying, like hundred percent. Like if for anybody that hasn't like experienced what it's like to to have well, different vehicles. So a vehicles, good example: the Subaru, the Subaru Legacy Outback. Older, like, 90s car, 2000s car. In Portland, 
or in Oregon in general, people will be very kind to you driving the Subaru. Mm -hmm. They will let you in. They know you have a stick shift. They're being super considerate. In Orange County, I remember, you know, driving that car to work for three years and people didn't understand that you take a second to speed up and they would just instantly think you're slow and like cut you off or something because they're used to having really fast BMWs and shit. And they're like, this is an inconvenience in my way. And I think the Prius gets kind of a same different yeah. but similar issue of they're like, eh, I don't have time for this. I'm going to speed past yeah. it. Like, and I think that, yeah. I mean, there might have been some legitimacy in that um, people, when they first came out, were so excited to see like when the battery was like, do uh, doing its magic versus 20 bucks a gallon this bitch get you to la and back no 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 like 50 miles per gallon or something or yeah. 45 miles per gallon that's like now but back you're, then. you're yeah. looking at your efficiency and like sometimes it, there was like this tendency to like stare at like what the engine oh, we haven't done doing that. <clears throat> cindy do you even remember this it, there's like a little graph do you know what we're talking about on the prius yeah, yeah. it'll yeah, show you exactly yeah yeah but about. It'll so show when, you the battery levels. Yeah, we should yes. step back on for old time's sake. But, Why not? It's fun. But what I'm saying is, is that when it first came ago. out, that was just like new technology. Mm-hmm. What if so, this car is going to be like a classic? <laughs> people yeah. are like, um, basically people that will be like your grandchildren's age are going to be buying Priuses like how people buy um, vintage bugs. Can, can I say this? I think so... We got that in 2009. It's now 2023. It we're was still, the only car we we're bought. We're still driving it. Yeah, we're We've still driving We've never it. replaced the brakes not whatsoever. Not one time. 12 I keep years. asking them, like, I want to replace the brakes. It just doesn't feel the right. They're like, no, we're good. They're like, no, you still have percentages here. And then uh, here's the thing. There is a check engine light on it now, so we need to figure that out. But that no. might be because I did the oil change wrong. Like, I will say that little Prius is like the little engine that could... And I have so much faith in but her. But 220,000 miles, we might have to get like a new she engine. She goes everywhere. But they will put <laughs> a new engine in for like 1200 bucks. But I also will say this, that um, we have most everything that we've gotten done on it has been the recalls. Um, and we've put very little of our own money into it other than like the regular maintenance. Like we literally like this thing is like the little engine that could. Like yeah. it's been Never the greatest gift problem. to us. Yeah. 2009 and we're now 2023 we're oh, coming up almost on 20 i was like a small child <laughs> yeah and this what thing the hell? is still moving. i hated it it's like this like little engine that got hated the car that we needed for the time was the <clears throat> prius though well it was the end of the world and it's still the end of the world. That's the funny thing about the end and of the I world. And I love that bitch. I wish the end of the world was a little faster sometimes. Like this is like we were like oh no like gas is $5 in Seattle. And that was 2009. Yeah, like, no, that Prius is fine. Definitely not the sexiest not vehicle sexy. we've ever owned. And it, but oh. I will say, at this point in my life, I almost have more appreciation and more memories from that little Prius than I do from almost any other vehicle I thought was cool. Because it's like, I don't it's know. It's absurd. She was there. <laughs> Nobody wants it. And like every once in a while, I'm like, I'm just going to sell that. And then I realize that's probably the only responsible car I should be like not yeah, getting rid of. Yeah, it's like that friend that like some people but don't like. But you're like, no, they will be there for you. Sydney. When shit is real. When did you decide when with me? You, you and I both wanted <laughs> monkeys. We wanted to get. Um, Still do. 
But we were like thinking about getting a monkey or like a orangutan or something for the house. Um, well, I think we decided on little orange tamarind <laughs> monkeys because they're very small, very cute. They kind of look like the Persian cat. They have a little fluff to them. And they're just adorable. But then we started, you know, looking at videos and, you know, some of them get really aggressive when they need to get fixed. And then they start like kind of being mischievous and maybe throwing shit at your face or or just jumping around the house and throwing poop at the walls. So that's not nice. I saw this video of a family that had a, the corner of their house had an iron gate. It was like an iron fence. And inside the corner of their house was a human-looking type, monkey-type creature that what? was very upset about being locked in the corner of the kitchen Yeah, for, like, ever. That's which why you can't do you it. You cannot do that. If you do it, you better have, like, a retreat, no. and they better be, like, free-range, yeah. like, up on your shoulder, like, running around, having space outside. Now, hey, friend. Okay, anyway, All so. Right, so I'm back from the bathroom. So <laughs> what happens when I go yeah, on we start a bathroom get, like, 50 pets. There's now, like, yes. monkeys and all sorts what of the, pets. What the? like, what the? City and I, 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 I decided we my water life. monkeys. This is my life, friends. <laughs> wow, she's gone. I'm like, is true. I step away for two seconds. You have Mama puts up with a lot. And this conversation. <laughs> right. some... Let's close this out. What yeah. were we talking about? Uh, so, probably, that's probably a podcast on its own or something. But anyway, <laughs> um, we were starting out with straw dogs. And so, yes. I don't know how we got digressed that far. But I will say... So when I reflect on straw dogs, there's this whole ritual of creating out of straw these like ornate like origami type figures, dogs, or, but yeah. it's out of straw and it's like all this time and attention, like all this care. It's care. That's why we said goes the, the, into the creating kids doing the chuck drawings. This straw dog, okay, and it's all for a ritual that is going. To be burned up in a matter of seconds once that straw gets lit on fire. I mean, you know fires, right? Yeah. Um, and so you think of all this time of like nurturing, creating, thinking upon this thing. And then it just evaporates and like, you know, at the end of this ritual, this end of the ceremony, it's going to be gone. And also I remember when you guys were first... This was several years ago, like, touching upon this topic in the Tao Te Ching. But, you know, it was kind of at the time hard for you to grasp and understand because mm -hmm. it just felt so it, bleak. It's very opposite and, of our, like, theistic. Right. And then being you know. where you are now in life and, you know, you get to this point where you no longer have to worry about your child. You know, they're going to be okay. They're going to be independent. The baby bird has flown. And you can relax. That's supposed to be like a cathartic, like, huh, I can relax moment. Right. Not only that, Jeff kind of like, you know, like wanted to hand over silverback gorilla type stuff over to Augie. Yeah, there it was made a, me feel better. Was like, I was so anxious. And I said, if I could just be the old man who's just in the corner and plays yeah. dominoes, and then Augie can like choose the beverages he like he knows how well, to order yeah, the wine he was the best at like cultivating yeah family events he he was one of the only people in our family that could go up to anyone and being like you are ridiculous right now mm -hmm. and all of us would step back and like listen because yeah. he was just such 
that like voice of reason and yeah, our family dynamic. Well, and he had such a way that never felt judgmental. Yeah, it yeah. felt it felt pure. It felt um, like it was just the voice of reason, like wisdom. It wasn't judgmental. The, the, you know what I mean? Right. Like there was a way that he could say something, and, and he it was, knew how to explain it. It was to each just person. true. It was yeah. just truth, and. So, like, what do you want to do with that? You yeah. know? What do you and wanna... by the way, also, like, Augie, as a 23-year-old, was not your typical 23-year-old. He was, like, a 23-year-old that was more, like, in the life place of a 30-year-old. Like, w- had things yeah. figured out. It was, yes. Or an old soul, for sure, of, like... He wasn't like some kid. Right. You know? No, that's why it's like we were. You were. You were reading some of his journals from when he was seventeen. That has been a, a fun thing that I've found in collections of notebooks and art books and stuff that really is helpful to me as far as like having those positive memories and like looking back on them and smiling. Just reading, you know, his journal of documenting his trip when he went to China with the family and that he was thinking about me back home and all these kinds of things. It's, it's nice to have now when like you don't have the voice anymore, or the stories anymore in the same way. It's nice to have that reflection. And so it sounds corny to put it in these terms, but like appreciating the moments that you do have and yes. the people that you love, not taking things for granted because really you don't know and your life could be totally fine. This is the kind of thing you think that happens to other people and not you but like being somebody that it did happen to me, it's like it changes your whole perspective on that. Well, let's go deeper too. It's going to happen to all of us. So the point yeah. is, like, you have to recognize we're all straw dogs. That's the yes. whole point. And so that's the emptiness. I would say, for me, this is the first introduction to you create the art, but you don't try to own it because it's all going to flame up it's all going up into flame so you create this beautiful thing right but your life it's not but it's not going it you can't own it it just is going to be it's going to be given up into the the world the way that it's going to flourish or, or whatever or not or whatever. But the point is, is that it will have its end. This it is will... why, this is why I like Sydney's um, like, uh, like flower classes because like, you're kind of going for like, there's a kind of an organic kind of feel. But you can't own, yeah, you can't own your creation. So if, if you had your little straw dog that it's you create, if you have your straw dog that you're trying to create and then you want to like, hold on to it and hoard it or whatever, right? Like ultimately even that will fade whether or not it's going to be given up into the ritual or not. And that right? really sucks. And it really is right. it's hard. Painful. That's it's painful. Very yeah. painful. But yeah, basing your, your emphasis on legacy or ego rather than just loving your kids and letting them flourish and be who they are it's like when you do that everything comes naturally and so I guess not being caught up in the ego of anything really and just doing everything as like a authentic expression of yourself all you didn't care about being famous all you didn't care about like 
even being formally recognized on a level. It was just the attitude of being of he could have the worst day ever and every cocktail that he would serve, he would throw it out if he didn't like it on the straw test. He was perfectionist in that Mm -hmm. way. And so it's like holding on to things for the sake of your own ego is meaningless but he'd do everything the right way because he thought it should be the right way in the first place. And that was just for himself, not for recognition. I also think that it's kind of important, too, that even these straw dogs, they had a purpose. Like, there's a point to it. So, like, there's a, an author and a, a creator of it and fashioning this thing. So, as much care or devotion that you put into something you don't, you can't and don't own it. And it is temporary. All of it's temporary. And I will say this is the earliest introduction, I think, in the Tao Te Ching to that whole concept. It smacks you upside the head really fast. But it's in a way that I think (laughs) back in the ancient times, it would have made more sense of trying to draw an illustration Especially to do an people, understanding because it yeah. would have taken part in these rituals. If it would the have, ritual had meaning as opposed to like, cause it sounds to us like nasty, like just, you know, it just sounds like, yeah, like haphazardly, like the world doesn't care. And well, like, we first like were trying to this. translate this. We were, um, in, <laughs> we were like on like a three day, like drinking bender. <laughs> but also it was a very, it was a in way simpler time of life where, you know, everything seemed idyllic and was going well. And so you read read this chapter at the time and it was like, what's this about? Well, this and is it was, like difficult. And, and it was yeah. art that you might oh. have paid attention to, but that was going to like go away. We said right. the, 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 yeah, because we said the, uh, the sidewalk chalk drawings. And we got off track because we started talking about Irvine. But what I was trying to say was behind our house in Irvine, were these walkways that we would take the dog on a walk, but we never really talked to anybody for like a year because there was this, like, we we're going to probably forget. Like, I think people are going to forget that we spent a good deal of time just hiding from human beings. It was COVID. It was COVID. So, but we were walking there and then, so these little kids, they drew on the sidewalk. So it was a sign that life still existed and kids were still outside playing yeah. on some fashion some during point. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They we said didn't like, see them. We, it was like, they were like words of hope. They were prophecies of hope. Right. At and they weren't going to be permanent. When we were all sequestered in our homes. It's totally bougie. Yeah. As a translation, but it's. Anyway, I still kind of loved it. It was like at the moment it made sense. It was, it was this a moment, beautiful expression. There were some little these, kids in the neighborhood that yes. said, don't give up hope. But I will yeah. also say that, you know, now going through the experiences you've went through and publishing the Tao Te Ching, it feels like, you know, in that way, it's cosmically right of like it you're able to approach this subject that used to confuse you with more yeah. clarity because you've been dogs. through this deep trauma and deep pain. You might pour all your heart, your energy, your love, and it could be for six months. It could be for 23 years. It could be for, uh, you know, 46, 72, who knows how many years. You literally can't tell. Um, but it does have, it's this beautiful creation that does have a definite ending that, you know, it will, it will end upon us one way or another. And yeah. 
Um, I know it's interesting because I realized that um, our human experiences are all different. So yeah, uh, there are Nobody some... Nobody even sees shades of color the same way. Yeah. Well, and think about this. Augie didn't really have to like deal with the death of a very significant person in his life. No, never. And I mean, it feels surreal to me that like, you know, a very short time ago, we would hear about a loss of, you know, a coworker or something like that. And we'd be like, you know, wow. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. know what that's like. That's crazy. Yeah. And so he was able to escape sort of this existence without like this. He saw other people suffering. He saw obviously... Um, friends lose parents and right, loved ones a, and everything, but there's an something innocence like innocence there, like an unaffectedness by this kind of pain he never had to experience. Nope. Right. And I will say that like, for me, like I've lost, you know, like grandparents and stuff like that, but like this was like a changing of my world from going into color to black and white. Right. And something that is untimely, Death is hard enough when grandma gets to be 94 and has a full life, but untimely or like shock deaths, you know, are a different kind of trauma. And that's, you know, even with, um, on a previous podcast who I mentioned was in my life with her son dying and everything. And then the son's fiance, who's nine months pregnant now about to give birth next week it's like you and he was completely healthy mm-hmm. everything was fine and it's just you never know anything that's gonna happen sydney we just like sit on a bench for 30 seconds and then something like crazy like that comes about it's not you you, yeah. you don't even have like two weeks to rest and this is not <laughs> you know anything that i would ever like would say to somebody that you should expect within two weeks. It's almost like, don't do that. Don't like fixate on the yeah, things that, yeah. but that's like terrible, yeah. but it's really important that you were there, but it's kind of mystical. It's and like these I'm weird so things. Glad like, that why I are you, was there? Why are you because, there? Yeah. yeah. We mutually helped each other, but I will say that all of November has been like a hyperdrive of yes. pain mode for me. Um, even the other day I was, Driving on the freeway, I saw the scene of a really horrific accident, someone who definitely did not make it, and I was stuck in traffic looking over at the scene where I could tell that all the paramedics were saying, this isn't like going anywhere, we're, we're done here, basically. And all of this is just catapulting and happening at this like really intense time in my life of a a year-long milestone and then all the holidays again and all that so it is a weird a weird thing but it's also like cosmically like oh that makes sense and I'm glad that at least I get to be there for this person and this family who's going through this pain I got to talk to the the pregnant mom about you know I don't know what it's like to be in her situation and be nine months pregnant and have three other kids, but I know the kind of pain that she's feeling and losing her life partner. And well, and on top of that, just being the 
I don't want to say just, but being a fiance that very yeah. in a very much committed relationship because right. the law doesn't respect. And she, I, you know, I witnessed her making these phone calls and having to go over these details. And I relived some of my own trauma from a year ago of when you're, she was literally making an appointment to do a, a the body transfer to the crematorium. And she's on the phone and she's like, oh, well, I'm his fiance. And then I could hear on the other line in my head, what I know they're saying to her. And then she's like, I'm the mother of all his children. And then she still gets the same response. And then she has to go, you know, get his mom to legally just sign off on this crematorium transfer. And, you know, to her, that's horrific because it's like, well, I'm person who's qualified to do that. I was like, the his, person his partner his yeah. you know life partner and so it was weird for me to be sitting there and to see her pain through that and to kind of like help her through that pain cuz i've been in that situation before but it, yeah it's it's just a weird timing that during this like anniversary time period i'm also helping someone go through the same pain that's pretty crazy. And overhearing the conversations, knowing that these were your conversations. And, and from the whole not a lot of people relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> we That's were, a weird thing. We were trying to talk about the, uh, you know, basically, this, the short answer is chapter five of the Tao Te Ching is, is Job, Ecclesiastes, and uh, Zizek. I cried today when I thought uh, I killed a ladybug because there was a ladybug. I was driving to work and there's a ladybug. I was, you know. On my way to teach floral design to the kids, there's a ladybug on my steering wheel. And I'm like, oh, this is the most beautiful, delightful little surprise to make me happy. But also, it's going to die if it stays in the car. And I should let it out of this car. But you don't have and time to go find it. It's also going to distract me if I'm trying not to crush the ladybug on my steering while wheel while I'm driving. So I'm trying to be safe. So I, I put it on my finger and I roll down the window and it's kind of slower in traffic. And I try to like blow it off my finger and I don't. And it just won't leave me. It won't. It wants to sit on my finger. And then... um. It might be eating some french fries I left there. I don't think they eat French fries, but maybe. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but then it, um, you know, I had to accelerate because traffic was moving again, <laughs> and so I sped up. And I won't lie to you; it did not look graceful um, when I sped up, and my finger was out the window. This thing looked like it fell onto the ground, and then probably got crushed by the tires <laughs> right behind me. Aww. I hope they weren't my tires. I don't know, but I, I wanted to see it like take back off and fly into the little tree on the other side of the freeway. That's not what I saw. And then I almost felt like I just wanted to start sobbing. And that's also because I'm going through shit at this no, time. No, but of year. that's a that's but I mean that, to be honest, what you just described is that is straw, straw dogs. dogs. You can't dude. save it. If you leave it in the car, you're a horrible person. If you throw it to its death outside under a big rig, you're a horrible person. What are you gonna do? It, like you're caught between a boop dee boop so and a flip dee flap. You do the best that's a that rock boop. in a hard place. You do the best that you can and let the universe just go from there. I yeah. don't know. That's like, that's all you can do. That's all you really yeah, can do. Yeah, and I'm emotional. I'm PMSing. I was like, when this, when I thought this ladybug like died, I was almost like, just not okay for the I'm whole sure day. And then I realized that I'm like, you know, this isn't really even about the ladybug. This is about existence. where I'm at emotionally <laughs> and also existence and straw dogs. So, you know, I, I came to terms with it 
and I moved on, but I was almost about to be just inconsolably in tears because of this ladybug that I was trying to help that I thought, like, died out the window. So, anyway. So, there was a time after I dropped Jeff off at work, and I was driving. Are we talking recently? Yeah. I was, I was on the freeway, and I was driving back towards uh, my own work, um, and... I saw that there was like this hold up on, you know, like on the right side lane and I was going to be driving for a little bit longer. So I was like, oh yeah, I see that slow up. So I'm going to go to the left um, and avoid the traffic. And I was all proud of myself because I like, you know, can navigate this traffic pattern. And then I like realized what the hold up is as I'm driving past it because it was all just like a matter of seconds. Um and I see this huge, 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 huge piece of plastic completely covering the front of this sedan, you know, like four-door or maybe two-door sedan. I don't know. Um, I don't know how the tra- the plastic Just got like there. You're driving down the road. The front of your car is now you're blinded. Covered you're blinded. And so the... I in the s- middle of freeway. Yes. So what I see, though, is the driver um, rolled down both the passenger and the driver's side, and they're by themselves in the car, and they're, like, literally just trying to grab this plastic and pull it into the driver's seat of the car, right? I had thought about this, and I'm like, I should have, like, pulled over and, like, stopped and, like, helped this person. But it's, like, the middle of the freeway. Like, I don't even know. Like, Yeah. Like, it's just really hard because it's, like, that person was just, like, stopped and, like, literally just trying to grab plastic. I also saw, as I was driving past them, that they weren't going to be successful in fully grabbing it because it was caught underneath their tires as well. Oh, no. So it was so big that it was like underneath their front tires and covering their entire front windshield and hood. This feels like a dream. And like, what do you do? You're driving on a freeway. Yeah. And then you're covered Were you on the bridge? No. This is not the... Well, it was a bridge, but it was... With nothing on top. <laughs> it was nothing on top. Well, just because it's not like the underneath bridge where you're going to get Sorry, in trouble it was with an earthquake. Yeah, it was a bridge. <laughs> it, just, it was a bridge. Oh, shit. It, it was the connection between two freeways. So it was like a, a Y situation. Which is even a worse situation because it's a merge type but potential lane change. They stopped right before the Y. So oh. like... People could go to the left and then oh, they like, were like in the eddy. They were in the eddy. Yes. <laughs> That's what that is. They're like little slip And slip. so it was okay a little bit, you know? Yeah, people like were still. But like, they'll be I thought, I mean, I'm sure they're fine, but man. I don't even know. What do you do in that situation? And I like yeah. literally, like, I was like going by and like, I don't even know what do I do? You know, what can right. I do? What do you like, do in these split seconds? I've even seen, you, you know, like if you see like a, a smoking car or something or something pulled over, you're like, should I call? Well, no, wait, what this do is I a, do? No, like, what do I, issue. you know, it's a, it's can a everybody whole... just go like right now to go online and just go on online, like Amazon or something and order, a uh, couple uh, automotive 
uh, extinguishers, fire extinguishers. Also, just Everybody like just put PSA, that in your car. I didn't know this needed to be said until I saw it. <laughs> when, when I, well, I mean, I'm not going to talk about this. I will say this. Um, yeah. Like, when I'm seeing that accident that I saw yesterday, one of the most horrifying things was to me was I could hear and see the ambulances and fire trucks behind me oh, yeah. trying to rush to the scene, and I pull over into like the you know the little there's a bumpy part and the side part of the freeway and people weren't getting out of the way and the the ambulance and the fire trunks were honking and honking and I ended up I rolled down my window and I'm screaming at the person in front of me to get the hell out of that lane yeah so the ambulance can pass this is like a few moments that is somebody's life and then there's all these people just in mundane work traffic who are like, oh, this is yeah. inconvenient. I have to move. What? That's somebody's life. It's frustrating. Also, this is a separate tangent, maybe to lighten the mood a bit. Keep it rolling. It's also dark. So when I say lighten the mood, it's not <clears throat> lightning, but it's a step humor. back of the, the sadness. Anyway, so... I remember this story. This reminds me of the straw dogs. When I was a little kid, I was maybe like five years old. My mom got for me and all the neighborhood kids who lived in my apartment complex, this butterfly growing kit. And we grew these butterflies. There you go. For like weeks. And we saw them cocoon. The universe and, treats humanity like and then, butterflies. Yeah, there was this one beautiful day. You know, it was a sunny day. I think it was fucking sunday the lord's day or some shit we let them out into this beautiful grassy field and all these little kids like um preschool to elementary age are standing there like wow this is gonna be beautiful in an instant all these birds flock in and just eat and massacre all the butterflies in front of all these kids and all the kids are crying and my mom didn't know what to say she was just horrified but like that is like straw dogs like we did this beautiful thing we you, cultivated this thing cultivate. and then it was just got wasted in front of our eyes we're like oh my god that's horrific the universe is hard oh. right that's just the truth of it right that oh. happened Oh, I mean, I've heard that story, things. but in this context, it's a rough that's too, one. That's that's a straw dogs. Anyway, <laughs> so we can't, yeah, we can't own our creations. Things happen, right? And also that is true. facing this reality oh. so that <laughs> can treat everything like straw dogs is real and it will actually just free up your anxiety and allow you to do what you need to do in life. But love what you have right in front yeah, of you. Appreciate Enjoy it. the moments. And I would say, because I'm not Hug trying to, kids, I'm not trying, and I'm not trying to spiritually bypass here. Cause we talked about that. Yeah, just no, love this your, right? is very different. Yeah. Pet your animal. But I am saying live in the moment and enjoy the moment you have with everybody that you love. We're coming up on the holidays. Be with your loved ones when you're there, you yeah. know? Be there in that moment. Hug your grandma. Maybe she's a bitch. Just give her a hug. <laughs> be present. You know, be present, be present with each moment you have. Because that moment Easier is... Easier said than done sometimes. To, oh, yeah. <laughs> Depends on what your presence... Well, then, then I, I will say this. Yeah. Be in a moment that you're proud to be in that 
present moment with. Because that's good. Even that if you're sad, great, that's I will true. also yeah. say commit to that. Like right, like I be will in the also space. Say, even if it's hard, be in the space. You should be in that space. I will also say, you know, if you're just doing something out of obligation, maybe rethink that and don't do that. But be in yeah. the moment. Yeah, some I would of say you do nothing out of obligation. Yeah. Some of um, you should go on a cruise instead of going to go your on aunt's a hike. house. Sure. Some of you should go to your aunt's house instead of going yeah. on a cruise. And like there, it could be different, you know, there but. are times where maybe I regret things I shouldn't have done, but there's also times where I have expended mass amounts of energy onto things I shouldn't have out of obligation or out of expectations or whatever it is. And I'm sure that applies and is relatable to people listening to this. Don't do anything out of obligation. Do things out of, like, your true self. Correct. That's the only part that makes sense. And, and as the butthole surfer said, Stacey. <laughs> what did the butthole surfer <laughs> yeah, say? <what? laughs> um, it's better to regret something that you did than something you didn't do. That's fucking true. I guess. I think so. I don't know. There's I a agree. lot of there's a lot of times where I, I yes. Okay. I, I honestly agree with that. And that's like that's heavy for me to even say, but I agree with that because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'll I, take it. I think it's true. It's, rough, I think it's, it's a rough true. pill to swallow, but I'll I'll take that one. As much as I hate it and would not prefer this um purgatory of an existence in the right. regard of the trauma I've been through, like when I help other people going through this kind of pain, I'm like, none of this should have happened, but at least I take solace and that I can be that one person for like these other people, right? That's I can right. help. So this is a hard chapter. We're not going to change it. We're going to leave it as it's uncomfortable. We could have made it easier for anybody, but the idea that we have to like think about this sage seeing the impermanence of things is a very hard re yeah. reality. Also, that's, that's, that's what I think is going on. And I would, all, I would add, which I already mentioned in the beginning, but um, that time that you took to craft it and create this thing, and yet you are not trying to own it because yes. you also know that it's it's got this limited time. So... And that's why straw dogs is so uncomfortable. Let the art speak yeah. for itself. Yeah. And if you weren't a mom who lost her baby, then I would say fuck you on that interpretation, right? Like that you have to let it go. But let's. I mean, maybe gonna, not yeah. everybody, but certainly someone in that situation who is hearing about straw dogs from you know these people who seemingly have this like perfect family, you'd be kind of like maybe upset or like right. you know you. So it, it's as painful as it is like. Getting to revisit the straw dogs and bring beauty out of the pain is great. I would say the alternative is everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and what's the difference? Uh, right, that, those are the only two options. That would make we're me, all straw dogs, or there's yeah. That's that would a good make point. me really sad to think. Which is worse? Like, Augie died on purpose, right? Um, and hell no. Or or yeah. it was just like the a, randomness of the universe. And here's and the a thing: beautiful existence. We can't we can't tickle ourselves. And if, and the Dada Jing even says, like, you don't know, you just don't know. We, how will it all be? How will it all end? We don't know. The surprise is part of the existence. It is. And if everything's, if, it, if, yeah. if it's all scripted, if everything is already predetermined, you can't, then you would be able, like, then you're not tickling your own self. It's like, it's like, 
Is anything inevitable? No. We don't know exactly how this is all going to be. And it doesn't have an inevitable end. And in the Tao right. Jing, it doesn't have an inevitable end. So yeah. from this moment right now. You're free. We are free to also create our own futures. Yeah. Now, will we die in a random car accident? Perhaps, right? We but, don't know. But can we also then, are we fully already scripted to be this human being that I am right now in this very moment with this very life? Or can I possibly make changes and do something different? Right. I don't know. Like, do you want it all scripted? Do you want the whole life already planned out? Or well, do that's you a want question? Do you want it to be like a question mark? And every moment, every step you take will impact maybe something else in the future. I'd say I'd prefer it to not be a question mark, but you can't fight the question mark the question mark is going to happen you know the day that this happened to me i thought that was going to be a great relaxing day Day. you know the night before augie and i played cards till five in the morning and he taught me how to shuffle because he was like i you know and i don't shuffle so i'm like someone else shuffle and he's like no i need you to learn how to shuffle because if we have kids and i'm ever not here one day then you have to shuffle you'll be the only one left and so that's the night he taught me how to shuffle the night before he died Mm. and that was like a a profound like meaningful thing but it also just goes to show with with all of this of like you can completely not expect you know these life things to happen to you you find out you get cancer these you know, you turn on the news and you see, like, everything horrific that's happening in the world. And that's when it can be very, like, beneficial to tune back into the present moment of, like, what you can do here now. In the book of Job, in the Hebrew Bible, Job has all these bad things, all these bad things happen to him. His friends come and tell him all these philosophical reasons why it's happening. And God comes in and says, none of that's true. And then basically just says, it's just mysticism. But here is the chapter once more. Chapter five, the cosmos is unbiased, treating living things like straw dogs. A sage is unbiased, treating people like straw dogs. The atmosphere is like a bellows. Wind blows through seeming emptiness. It stokes fires, but never runs out of breath. Yet when blowhards talk, everyone gets exhausted. It's best to embrace silence. 